The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, welcome in. It's Lawn and Garden Day, and Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Anthony, good morning to you. Good morning, Bar. Good to be here on this beautiful fall-filling weather day. Yeah. Well, fall is officially here Saturday, this Saturday. Can you believe that? I mean, we're all ready for it, I think. (laughs) I think we are. And this weather we have in uh, the last week uh, have been amazing. I was telling uh, the other day that I think it's the first time we really have not gone from summer to winter. We're having some nice, cool fall (laughs) weather. It's been nice. Sort of a double dip of spring almost. Oh, man, it's great. When it's 70 degrees outside, that's about as close to perfect as you can get. Can't beat it, Bart. So what should people be doing now? Are we still in the planting and redoing the yard season, or are we about at the end of that? Well, uh, we're in, right into coming into a, a great time, especially with the like we talk about the weather. Yeah, uh, good, we've good been to having be that we're missing is a little moisture in, in the ground, so you have to irrigate. But we're really in the window. We want to go ahead and start uh, uh, really next week or two. Start planting those uh, cool season grasses, uh, like tall fescue and uh, predominant grass we have. So we're in a perfect time to go ahead and start uh, putting those out. Uh, start preparing to put them out. Uh, now, but if, for ones who have warm season grasses like Bermuda and Georgia, those are, with these cool, especially these cool nights, those are really slowing down and starting to uh, transition into their dormant period. So uh, so they can, they'll be stopped mowing and stop doing a lot of things. And tall fescue folks can, can go ahead and overseed or reestablish their lawns. Also, a good time to come into a time where uh, you have those cool season lawns. You want to go ahead and put out uh, if you're not overseeding or, or, or fertilize those uh, time frames, so we'll go ahead and thicken those up. So quite a few things they can be doing in their lawn area right now. Um, we're still in a good opportunity. Do you want to plant some turnip greens and things like that? So it's not too late to uh, go ahead and put some of those out uh, at this time. And also some radishes and things like that. Should be, be easy to plant quite a few of those. So, And also, you know, people always, we always talk about the preferred time to uh, uh, put out trees and shrubs, fall, uh, you know, with the with the containerized uh, container, any plant in a time. Mm-hmm. But we still prefer time is is just the fall. So we want to go ahead and get those out. And typically October, November would be a little bit better. But uh, I wouldn't be afraid to go ahead and put out some uh, uh, trees and shrubs that we may have. But so quite a bit they can get out, get done. You know, awfully people love to keep their yard spruced up. So oh, yeah. they're always going to be putting out mulch. Uh, you know, mulch provides uh, a benefit for the winter, uh, just like it during the summer. It kind of keeps moisture around those uh, plants. But in the wintertime, it actually kind of helps keep the soil warm a little bit, uh, you know, especially after our last one. <laughs> Even though we had those freezing temperatures, it didn't really help a lot that time. But typically, it does keep the soil temperature around those plants a little warm, keep them from freezing so much, especially if you're planting some newly plants. I will also, once you get those done, and water those in. Keep those mulch uh, for special newly planted uh, trees. Now, how much mulch should we use? I mean, a lot of people (laughs) like to put it on thick. 
Uh, well, you know, they do like they any more than two to three inches uh, is the preferred. No more than three for sure. But and uh, and also try to keep it right uh, from the base of the tree as well. But those volcano mounds are much or way too much. Oh, you've and seen if, my yard. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy, I can see it everywhere I go around town. <laughs> uh, and uh, what you want to do if if you have some mulch that you can make. It doesn't hurt to remove that mulch back if you want, and then add some more. But if you still have mulch there, it may not have that uh, uh, color that it once had and look as nice. Uh, if it's still, you have two or three inches there, it's no use to add in, uh, uh, more. You may just want to add an a, a inch to it, just like dusting of it to get your color back to it. Versus let's continue to add two or three inches if the mulch is already present. Does mulch get old uh, after, say, six months and you need to replace it? Or should you just put it in once a season or what? That is a really good question. But I guess the short answer, it does just because typically organic It does mulch, get old? <laughs> well, it actually decomposes. Oh, decomposes. It decomposes and come more more of a compost. And uh, uh, maybe not out of six months, but maybe some pinwood count you use maybe longer. But it does decompose and, 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 and uh, kind of turn more into soil or compost type material. So it will decompose. So it won't provide the same uh, benefit or nutrients to it. But a lot of time we put it out uh, not for benefit of the plant. A lot of time people put it out just for the color of it. And that mm-hmm. color, depending on which one you have, will have a tendency to fade as it decomposes as well. So that's why more people continue to do it. But it still shouldn't be no more, whether it's old or new combination of it, no more than a two or three inches of mulch layer. Okay. Now, what is mulch? What What is the benefit of mulch? <laughs> Uh, well, in the wintertime, it does protect plants uh, from uh, freezing temperature, uh, prevent weeds and things from coming up in there uh, in, in your in your beds. In the summertime, it does prevent weeds as well, but also help keep moisture around the plants and things of that nature. And then and continue to add some organic matter back to your soil area as well. Anthony Tuggle is our guest this morning, if you just tuned in. And Anthony, of course, with the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. If you have a lawn or garden question, just give us a call, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Here's a, a text we've received from a listener, and they're saying that I love green grass. Uh, we just moved here and came here from Florida. We had some pretty green grass in Florida. Uh, can we plant a similar type of grass? Uh, at our new home here in Murfreesboro, it's a new home, so the yard is not established yet. Uh, what's what's the best kind of grass to use? Wow, uh, that's a tough one there. <laughs> well, come from Florida, they're gonna probably have centipede or St. Augustine. Mm, we okay. don't really have uh, is really, that real green all the time. Or well, what? in Florida, <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> And, uh, and it is a warm season grass uh, that they have as well. But we don't have uh, a good uh, St. Augustine or centipede that actually performs like she would have here. Or she, I'm not sure who it was. That, like they would have in Florida. Uh, closest thing we would have to that would be Bermuda and Georgia. And they will actually go dormant and turn brown uh, really in October once we get that first killing frost. They were completely uh, starting to uh, transition to a dormant uh, grass, and uh, but uh, the closest thing we may have to year-round uh, green grass would be the uh, tall fescue, 
and we're actually coming up on a window to actually plant that uh, now. Um, with them coming from Florida, they, it will take uh, um, more water uh, during the summertime than uh, than the grasses that they had in Florida would. So that would be probably they want a green year round. Uh, I would say tall fescue, but they want something very similar to. The, uh, the, what they had in Florida, it would be a warm season grass, and you want to wait until April, May next year to actually plant that. Okay, so don't do it this year. That if they go with a warm season grass, but they go with the tall fescue, yeah, we're coming. I'll be preparing to plant uh, at least the first week of October. To... Okay. Uh, here's a listener who says, I have some ornamental grass. I'm glad that I put it in. This is our first year to have it. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. What should I do now that spring and uh, now that fall is arriving? Uh, what should I do with this? Well, uh, right now I wouldn't do anything to it. Early spring next year, uh, I'm not sure which kind of ornamental grass we've got, but on kind of a rule of thumb, most of them can be cut back uh, uh, in the early spring, probably the best uh, way to do it. And one way to do it, I, I really found that, and if, it, if it's not, Big enough and not to a statue that need cutting, you have to do anything. But typically, more, uh, those ornamental grass go quite well. Uh, I found it been easier to get something to tie, like a rope or something, to really tie it together and then get like something to come and cut it off real low, uh, kind of uniform in the early springtime. But right now, they, they should be fine. They shouldn't have to do anything to it at this point. Okay. Uh, our phone number is 615 893 1450. Anthony Tuggle is our guest this morning. Uh, anything happening uh, right around now at the Ag Saturday programs or anything that we need to be aware of? Uh, Bart, uh, we, we're getting, obviously, uh, this time of year, we've started getting ready to 4-H clubs. Oh, yeah. We're doing a lot of uh, kicking off with our 4-H club, getting ready to go back into school, doing some of those educational programs. We're in the process of, obviously, pretty much year-round, continuing to offer um, – a lot of educational programs uh, uh, at the Ag Center, uh, but most of them are typically deals. We're working with a lot of our producers on mass, getting ready to start our Master Beef program and some of those forages program, as well as some of those uh, horticulture programs we normally offer uh, at different times of the year. So we really are uh, gearing up, and we obviously we're still taking a lot of phone calls and, and visits uh, at, the, at the Ag Center as well. So. Just, just keep rolling, really. And don't forget the farmer's market is tomorrow. It, thank you, Bar. Yeah, the farmer's market is uh, every uh, Tuesday and Friday uh, from 7 to 12. So we're actually uh, getting close to the last uh, a month of that uh, for a different type of educational program. And our master gardeners are continuing to offer educational programs uh, on those uh, Tuesdays and Fridays as well. So we, we're gearing up for a lot of uh, uh, program. We're still doing some assessments. We had some different things going on at the state fair. So we're doing some of those type programs. The state fair thing's still going on? Well, we're doing some closeout, trying to make, uh, you know, getting uh, evaluation surveys, trying to make mm -hmm. recommendations for next year. Uh, I know Rebecca got some BQA training, uh, beef quality assurance type educational programs as well. So we got uh, uh, quite a few things that are, that, are, that are taking place and going on. Uh, here's another text from a listener. This lady said she was interested in you talking about planting trees right now. And she said, uh, do they still offer trees at the farmer's market and bushes as well? 
We do have several vendors uh, that come to the market that offer uh, varieties of trees and shrubs uh, at the market. So they can uh, typically, I don't, I don't think I see them a lot on Tuesday, but they, are, they should be there tomorrow. Okay. They're all pretty much there on, on, on Fridays for sure. And if you're new to town, you may not realize <laughs> it. Uh, we have an area very close to us here that is known for uh, raising trees and things of that sort. Warren County, uh, sort of a nursery center. Uh, is that because of the soil and, and what what makes a nursery center? I mean, and, uh, is the soil in Warren County different from that in this area, or is the whole area great for uh, nurseries? Bart, that's a, that is a good question. I think they just kind <laughs> of started. One great. of the listeners had that one. I think that they started really growing uh, yeah. uh, 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 shrub nurseries just started coming in. They just kind of started to grow and blow up. Um, I don't think there are as many as nurseries as there are now as it was before COVID. I know COVID had a, um, a effect on on quite a few of those nurseries and things of that nature, but I think they are coming back. So, but yeah, they are they are kind of the nursery capital oh, of yeah. the world. So they they do a lot of growing. Now, and, don't don't some areas grow uh, uh, what is it uh, turf or the grass too? The plots where you just put yeah, in squares of sod, grass. Yeah, they have sod, yeah. yeah. I think we have uh, probably the closest one we have is the one in Eagleville. They, That's what I was thinking. There yeah, was one have, over there. There's one in Eagleville that uh, that continue to grow grow a, a sod. And I'm not sure. I know they have some cool season. I think they have some warm season sod as well. But, yeah, they do that. And, uh, and, and you know, we, and we have some, uh, some good nurseries here in, in the county as well. They, so if you're looking for especially – Grass. Uh, I'll have to admit this. <laughs> we had been uh, in our house for, uh, say, 10 years, and we'd tried everything to get grass to grow. I mean, we had grass, but it was not very attractive grass. Uh, and in the front yard, which was on sort of a hill, uh, it was every time you'd put the seeds in, some of them would stay, some would wash away. And so uh, it was still uh, sort of a... a mix of mud and grass and so finally one time somebody said just put some sod down best thing i had ever done uh, we had an instant yard and that got us started enough that we could work from there and add to it if needed at different places but uh, i come to think about it i think we got it from eagleville yeah uh, that's like you mentioned instant turf yeah uh, you get Get a good uh, sod. Make sure, you, but the thing about when we tell people uh, what we have seen is people go out and buy sod. Uh, you still need to prepare the soil, mm-hmm. the soil uh, beneath be, before you put the sod down because you just put it on top of a little area. It's probably going to dry out and then not do as well, not perform. What do you do to prepare the sod or prepare the soil? <laughs> well, pretty much the same thing we'll do when we're going over it, when we're going to seed our lawn. We want to really till it up, work it up. And uh, uh, make sure you have the proper uh, nutrients, do a soil test, make sure it has the proper uh, nitrogen, um, pH, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and the nutrients we need. And also, once you till it up, you want a good firm bed. Typically, we like to roll it once you till it up to make it good and firm. Not com- compact, but you roll it, make it nice and firm. And then uh, basically put that side in. Make sure those, uh, when you put it in, if you're going to do it yourself, make sure it's good and tight. 
because if it have gaps in it, there's an opportunity for weeds to come in there, and those edges have a tendency to dry out more if they're not really connected. So you really can have to continue to water and continue to water if you don't have those um, sod really uh, compact, I mean, tight in there together. So you want to make sure you um, prepare it and have it um, put down properly. Because we've seen areas where gaps in there and it dries out, it doesn't perform, and then you have a lot of weeds to come up in there as well. Okay, so those are some things to be thinking about. And if you head over to the farmer's market tomorrow, I'll bet you there'll probably be some master gardeners there to answer any questions you have. We do. Master gardeners are set up in the uh, outdoor classroom, which is under the pavilion out there. And they have uh, they have demonstrations out there at times, but they also are out there to answer a lot of uh, your questions you may have. And then also we have a ton of people coming out there looking at the uh, demonstration beds we have that the master gardeners have put in. And they'll be glad to just talk about those and get some education around around some of those uh, demonstrations they have on site. Okay. Also, the garden basics class is about to get started, I understand. Uh, yeah, it's just fall. <laughs> Me and my yeah. Mother, yeah, they normally get kicked it, off. And that's it's a really good program. It's typically taught by our master gardeners. And it's a program where people just come in and get a, a variety of education and knowledge around, I'm going to say all things horticultural. Uh, and then they don't have to uh, give those volunteer hours back like the uh, master gardening program was. So it is a we've been having that program for a very long time. And it's a really growing popular program also. And it used to be in the spring, I believe, but uh, this year it's it's in the fall. And, and matter of fact, uh, it begins September the 28th, and that's what is next, that, next week? Next week, next Thursday. Next Thursday, yeah. So uh, is it too late to sign up? Do you have any openings? I guess that's the main thing. Are there any <laughs> openings? I don't know the answer to that one. <laughs> they, can okay. call the, they, they call the office at 615 898 seven seven one zero if they want to sign up and they should be able to direct them at that time whether it's uh, in their openings or not but again that number is six one five eight nine eight seven seven one zero that's a five-week class and it's on thursday evenings uh six o'clock until eight thirty and there is a fee for that one fifty dollars but two people can take it uh, from the same household and you'd be sharing uh, the materials uh the two people, if you do that, uh, that would be $90, so you'd save a little bit that way. Uh, class size is limited, and that's that's the important thing. Uh, limited, so you're not going to have a huge, everybody's going to have some one-on-one attention. Yeah, and it's, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, couples can save a few dollars if they share, mm-hmm. share material. Most of the time, they don't want to share material. They want to separate. <laughs> I want my own. They want their own. They want. They want their own. <laughs> they don't want to share material. They want their own copies of material. So they, I always laugh at. Oh, y'all can share, but they always want their own copies. Everybody so. can share, but me. Exactly. <laughs> That's the uh, Garden Basics class. Starts September the twenty eighth. Call the Ag Center and see if it's full, because uh, that changes. And then they were almost full the other day. What's that number again, Anthony? Anthony Tuggle, our guest this morning, will be right back. Stay with us. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. 
News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. Skies will become mostly sunny here for this afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. East winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low 59. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 61. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekdays at 810 on WGNS. Welcome back. Anthony Tuggles, our guest this morning. By the way, happy birthday to Eli and Gracie Brindley. They're twins, age 16. And they're the winners of that banana pudding from Slick Pig Barbecue. Yeah, they're our birthday winners. Twins, Eli and Gracie Brindley. Our good neighbor of the day today is Danielle Mancuso. Danielle Mancuso, always helping others. And she's going to receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. I'll bet you know somebody who should be a good neighbor. Let us know who they are. Send us their name, address, and phone number, and uh, tell us why they should be the good neighbor of the day. Well, our phone number, if you want to join us this morning, talk or text either way that you're comfortable with. 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens. Anthony Tuggle is our guest this morning. So if you have a question dealing with lawns and gardens, give Anthony a call. We have a question here uh, asking about honeybees. This person says, I want to get some honeybees. I know nothing about them, but I know that the honey is good for you. What do I need to do to learn about honeybees? What do I do? Wow, that's a tough one. We uh we do have a <clears throat> excuse me, have a really good uh, uh, a bee association, and they offer uh, a bee. I think that class is actually in the spring, uh, a beginner bee series mm-hmm. uh, at at Agro Park and. And I'm not mistaken, they give away 
uh, a couple of hives, a beginner hive to some beginner bee, beginner bee folks. But I have to. I think that that program is actually in the spring. I don't think uh-huh. we do it in. I think I'm sure it's in the spring. So is that but, the time you start hives, or do, uh, does does the bee care? I don't think the bee really <laughs> care, but I think it's easier. Uh, to start out in the when the weather is warm, then versus trying to uh, so when the high, they can have a nice uh, hive as they go into the winter time frame, but in the meantime, but our bee association meet once a month. I'm not sure if it's what third Monday, one of those Mondays, mm-hmm. but they can welcome to come to those uh, meetings and and they have educational programs every month, so they welcome they uh, come uh, they they come to those meetings and, and, and try to really learn about bee before they get them. And then they can get more information about the uh, beginner bee program uh, that we have at the office. And uh, they can call the office at 615-898-7710. But, uh, and I'm try- I just don't remember that exact what date <laughs> that bee association meeting is. But I think it's the third Monday. I, I've got it here somewhere. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I'm uh, trying to look it up too, Bob, but I was... But also, I understand that, uh, and I don't have this date in front of me. I, I have it here. Computers are good, but it uh, they're sometimes hard to make get to where you need to go quickly. Uh, the beekeepers are having their annual statewide convention here in Murfreesboro, and it's very soon. Uh, as soon as I find that, I will share that with you. Uh, it's it's very soon, and so that's a. I, I don't know if just. The general public is allowed into those or not, but uh, if you are, that's something that uh, that you could come to, and uh, and learn more. And I tell you something else: uh, the folks over at the Co-op Farm and Home Center, they are really into beekeeping. <laughs> uh, they have everything you need. Uh, and I was talking with uh, the county mayor. Joe Carr the other day. He is a beekeeper. Yeah, we had that conversation as well. And he uh, he said he gets stung occasionally, <laughs> but he says he's happy to be stung because he had some arthritis problems earlier, and he said it's uh, it, the, I, I you know this is not medicinal, but he says if you get stung, that puts uh, puts that stuff in you, and he said his arthritis has gone away. Well, I've heard that, um, and I'm, I don't think I'm a volunteer to You're take that, try. try that remedy, but it does sound, if it's just one sting, I'll make it, you know, get away with it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure you can choose. <laughs> I think I'll only have and one sting, One sting, please. right. <laughs> uh, here's that beekeeping meeting. It's the first Monday of each month at the Lane Agri-Park, 315 John R. Rice Boulevard, and that's at 7 o'clock in the evening. First Monday of uh, each month, first Monday, Rutherford County Beekeepers Association. Yeah, I would come to that and uh, participate and learn, uh, get some, help get some education around those, learn about those bees. And they have a great program every month. And those and that group is a really good group, and they'll be glad to get you involved in, in, in uh, beekeeping. Zane Cantrell came by and uh, was talking about beekeeping a while back. And he said that there was a period of time we didn't have bees in the United States until a certain time. I, I never thought about that. Hmm. And they were brought over from England, I believe he said. Wow. Uh, 1800s or so. I mean, can you imagine not having bees? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what did all the pollinating of plants and different things. Well, I guess there are other things that well, pollinate. Like birds and things like that, and that wind. Uh, but yeah, wind does it too, huh? Yeah, wind carry pollen, especially on a lot of uh, fruit trees and type of things like that. But I never thought we'd never had bees. Well, I, I that's that's I don't I won't swear to that because sometimes <laughs> the, the things I remember are not always accurate. But I think that's what he said. So uh, maybe if somebody has some knowledge in that area, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Uh, and also, if somebody knows uh, about the statewide beekeepers meeting coming to Murfreesboro very soon. Is that MTSU? I think it normally is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where it is. It is at MTSU. I think it's at your house. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> going to be a very small group. <laughs> so, it's not a small group, Bart. Let's, uh, let's plan on that and, and, and just, uh, you know, get going on it. Have a good time. Uh, here's another question from a listener. And this person says, I have an apple tree in my yard. Uh, it has not produced apples in several years. What can we do to get it going? I'm thinking the key word they said a apple tree. Uh, apple, yeah, you know, they only have one. Do you yeah, need more than one? Typically, with apples, you yeah, we like diff, not only you need more than one, you want different variety, different kinds. You mean to they're get, sort of like what is it? Cross pollination. Okay, it's not a a sex thing. No, male you, and female trees. Correct. You want to have two, you know, you want those different trees to get to make sure they flower mm -hmm. around the same time so you can get that cross pollination of it. And occasionally, you know, if you don't have a one, you get wind to bring in some pollen and things from other areas that pollinate. But that's the biggest problem. You need a, 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 a different a tree. So is that true with uh, most other fruit trees? No, some fruit trees are, are, are self pollinating. Okay. Uh, I can think of peaches. Uh, they are they they are uh, self pollinating peaches. You don't really don't need but cherries. One. Mm. Uh, cherries are another one, but yeah, but the apples are one of the main ones. Pecans, some of those that they need uh, that cause pollination from other trees. Okay. So well. if you want apples, <clears throat> you need at least two apple trees. Two different. I prefer two different. different. Okay. Preferably yes. Okay. Our recommendation usually is like three. You need where you get a good the, three different trees that are even better, even better than two. How big do these trees get? Uh, I mean, if you prune them on an annual basis. Uh, they shouldn't. They, they should shouldn't get a humongous size. Sort uh, so, of a medium yeah, size tree. Depending on what variety you get as well, they come in different. You know, different size and shape. But yeah, you really want a different. I think their problem is pollination. We get that out of pear, but we have Bradford pears. So many Bradford pears around, but they help pollinate the do pear trees. Do they have trees. fruit on them? They do not, but they help pollinate pear trees. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they all pollinate those uh, trees and things like that. So you get that cross pollination from different things. But apples are one you need it uh, at a minimum of two different varieties, preferably three. Now, are there certain apples that do better in Rutherford County than others? I mean, if you're going to pick three <laughs> different apple <laughs> trees. You want to get some that are going to do well, I would think. I pretty much any ones you can find at our local nurseries here would, mm -hmm. would be uh would, would do would do great. Uh, thing about a lot of the fruit trees, uh, we're not in a great state <laughs> to grow a lot of fruit trees uh, because it does. Fruit trees are probably one of the crops that really take a lot of management to mm -hmm. grow in our area. Um, 
and we think about it, we're not like New York State. They have a lot of fruit trees, Florida, all those places. We don't have a lot of commercial orchards and things just because of our climate because it will take a lot of management to do uh, fruit trees in our area, whether it's controlling insect diseases and things of that nature. So they're probably one of the high, most high-maintenance <laughs> uh, crops we can actually pretty much grow in our area of fruit trees. Now, you, you mentioned insects and things of that sort. Are there any insects problems that are uh, hitting us right now that maybe we didn't have a month, six months ago, uh, or, or maybe didn't have a year ago? Is there a, an insect that we need to be aware of that's moving into our area? Um, not that I'm aware of. The biggest, <clears throat> I guess the biggest thing we have right now, we lack of drought. <laughs> it ain't a drought, but we have a, a dry weather needs some rain. That's our biggest uh, culprit right now. But, uh, no, I cannot think of an insect that actually that's really in our area that well, we need to be on the lookout for. Um, so I think we're, we're pretty good on that. So I we're low the, on rain now. Well, I mean, and we started the year with, with an abundance. We did. but we And on even into summer. Yeah, we, I mean, especially some areas are dry. And other, you know, we have those spotted showers back here a few weeks ago, but. I think they missed a lot of us around this area. I think they're more North Nashville around those areas, but we we need a we we we're a little dry. Uh, so and that's the thing we talking about overseeing those grass and, and things earlier. We need to make sure when you put those seeds out, make sure we uh, uh water. We typically start getting rain in the fall, so uh-huh. we should, hopefully we'll start uh, getting some. And I do have that date on the state beekeeping conference. It's going to be October 6th and 7th. You're right. It's at MTSU, uh, 6th and 7th. So if you come over to that uh, beekeeping meeting at the Lane Agri-Park, they probably can tell you all that you want. Yeah, to know they can about. tell you how to register for that if, they, if this registration is still open. I'm sure I, I, I don't really see that they will close it, but it could close. It may have a... a, a too many people. The state meeting, there's be a lot of people across the state coming in and participating in that. And I'm sure they, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm sure they probably will be able to purchase some beginner, <laughs> some of the beginner hives and things of that nature. They'll tell you where to get some bees from as well. I'm sure they're going to have uh, some, some vendors that can do a lot of that stuff at there. And looking at their, their list here, uh, one of their main areas of focus is to uh, examine the ancient art of beekeeping in its contemporary form. <laughs> so uh, it has, uh, you know, obviously the bees didn't change that much. So uh, I, I would imagine there are strong similarities uh, in, in when they brought them in to, uh, to otherwise. So that's, uh, again, that's coming up October 6th and 7th. That'll be here before you know it yeah. at MTSU. Next weekend, next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's next weekend. So it really is that all, yeah, boy, yeah. that is fast. <laughs> right around Where the is this year going? <laughs> oh, man, it is flying by, isn't it? So uh, circle that on your calendar. But the best thing is uh, circle going by the beekeeping meeting first Monday. Uh, and that'll be at the Lane Agri Park. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning. Anthony Tuggles with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We'll be right back. So if you have a question for Anthony, this will be the final segment of the show coming up. Don't miss asking that question because if you miss it, 
I mean, you lost it. <laughs> 615-893-1450. We'll be back. I happened to glance up, and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM online. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your gardening needs. We'd have everything you want for those gardens and your lawns. If you're needing special gifts or if you're trying to take care of your feathered friends and furry friends, please come see us. Tina, where are you located? The Rutherford Co-op is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. And you don't have to be a member to shop here. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. For home restoration at a price you can afford, trust the professionals at Fair Construction to get the job done on time and within your budget. Fair Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other room. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Call Fair Construction at 615-893-6120. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Join me, America's career coach, Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Welcome back. 615-893-1450. Having a ball this morning. Anthony Tuggle is our guest from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Don't forget Farmer's Market tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, don't forget that. 7 in the morning until noon tomorrow. And then on Saturday from 8 in the morning until noon, there's a farmer's market on the Murfreesboro Square all around the courthouse. And then uh, same time, there's one in Smyrna at the train depot. And that's uh, right in the middle of town. 8 until noon Saturday, same as it is in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro one's on the square. Train Depot in Smyrna is the uh, other one. So you can, I guess you can you look at trains go by. <laughs> CSX Railroad will be flying by. <laughs> Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Uh, here's a question that came in from a listener. They're wanting to get a garden going, and they said, uh, when is a good time to start uh, your your compost uh, sort of go over that with us too a bit. Well, uh, if they don't have a garden site, I would go ahead and start now. Uh huh. Get the garden site. First. I would go ahead and get the garden site fixed. Uh, and she mentioned here. I can't want to say she, but here she mentioned. Uh, and they didn't say. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a compost pile. We're in a good time now to go ahead and start because we have a uh, probably going to have an abundance of leaves falling. <laughs> Uh, started to see some of them fall. They are, and I, if and if she had, if they go ahead and prepare that site instead of doing a compost pile, 
not sure what all the materials they have, I would go ahead and till those leaves up into that garden site to go ahead and have those starting to decompose and, and improve that soil structure. Uh, even though we're not going to probably plant till next year, but that the more they work the soil, the better it will be for the uh, garden season next year. So I would go ahead and start preparing my garden site uh, now. If they have a spot they already have in mind, um, then it would be a good opportunity to go ahead um, if they've been using a site, even for gardeners, uh, as it gardens over winter, you want to take all that debris out. But it's also a good idea to go ahead. I mean, you can plant something like clover in there to add, and then when they end the next year, as it um, before you go in and till that up, and that'll help add organic matter to your garden site. So the more you work the soil, the more organic matter you add into your soil, less less you need less water because organic matter have a tendency to hold moisture. So your roots continue to grow. So it is a, a great benefit to have organic matter. Uh, we don't want to just have a garden site with just all leaves in there because mm -hmm. it won't decompose as well, but just a good proportion of leaves. Uh, but compost pile that we mentioned earlier, leaves, uh, grass clippings and things of that nature, with the exception of Bermuda grass, you don't want to add those in there and some other things like that, uh, coffee grinds and all those type things. Put all that in there. Yeah, uh, so they add all that in, 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 into your uh, compost pile will be great, and that's OD composed. Now, are you uh, better off with a, a pile that's in the ground, sitting on the ground, or are you better off with uh, one of those barrels that you turn? Is, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. The barrels, uh, it, that, that is a really good question. The barrel typically are a batch. So you need to put everything in there at one time mm -hmm. to uh, uh, to make it. So you a can't batch. add to it then. It's not. It's really not designed to continue to add to it. Okay. So it, they are really a, to designed to be a one batch. So you put all everything there at one time, and then it works really, really great. If you continue to add to it, it's not going to perform as well. I mean, because you you're going to have leaves to add. Correct. They're so, not going to all come down at once. Correct. So. Pile will probably be the most efficient thing for most homeowners, to because they're going to continue to add stuff as over time. So uh, and probably, leaves are the basic ingredients. Is well, that I mean grass clippings. What oh, I mean, a lot of different else. things. Uh, any kind of green, browns, and carbons, you know, at a different proportion would be great. So pretty much anything that's organic would kind of break down uh, in, in your garden in, in those compost piles. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Anthony Tuggle is with us this morning, and uh, here's a person who's wanting to add some color to a gloomy, cold weather winter that they say <laughs> is going to be here before we know it. Fall is here this weekend, so winter cannot be too far behind. And uh, they said, when should they plant some flowers that would look colorful in the winter when nothing else is colorful? Uh, is that something they need to do now? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say yes, uh, or either at least start start. Well, they've been plants. I mean, you can purchase some plants. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of something that would really be hardy. Mm -hmm. It depends on um, how cold we how cold the wind. As they are describing it, it's probably gonna turn wherever they plant. <laughs> Unless they know something. <laughs> yeah, well, how they describe it, they're probably not gonna stay uh, that way uh, uh, long. But. Uh, Probably you're going to start finding some fall plants, uh, winter plants and, and, uh, starting now next month. Be tight. You want to go ahead and put those out. And um, 
one of the one of my favorites are, are moms. I'm a, I'm a big mom fan, um, and they just bring so much color uh, uh, to a to a yard or a landscape. And then you know, obviously after that, you get the poinsettias and things, uh, cactuses and things of that nature. So, um, but poinsettias or and uh, moms are probably my two favorite um, plants you have out. Poinsettias and moms. So yeah. be looking no, for my those. Favorite. I mean, there are some other you can yeah, find. Some those are Anthony's yeah. big choice. Yeah, I just love them. And <laughs> typically, again, they don't, uh, and especially with the with uh, the. Uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. It wasn't the uh, poinsettias. Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. able to keep them, but I haven't been able to give them the flower the next year. So they have to go through such a process of Black, dark, put them darkness in the and all that. Yeah. And they don't get that in the yard. So they, typically those are treated as annuals. Here's a, another question from a listener. This one's straight and to the point. So I can't elaborate too much on what they're asking. They're saying, what about ash trees? What about ash trees? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we having a problem with the emerald? Emerald ash borer, uh, typically, I don't think I can think of really the problem with them. But, uh, is that still as big of a problem as it always? It is. That, you know, we always talk about not moving firewood and different things of that nature because they be transported. I mean, if you get, if you have an ash tree, if you plant an ash tree, uh, one of my recommendations would be use a uh, systemic insecticide as a preventive. As uh, uh, it's a once a year treatment, and as they feed and uh, attack the uh, tree, uh, then they'll be uh, killed off a little bit easier. But a preventive insecticide treatment would probably be, be my recommendation if you have an ash tree. But I want to go back to some fall plants uh, mm-hmm. for okay. a second. Sure, we we have some. Uh, great high school ag programs in the county and a lot of those groups uh sell moms and other types of plants during this time of the year so i mean nothing against right nothing, now yeah nothing against our uh, nurseries and greenhouses we have but I, you know we our high schools have a lot of uh, uh plant sales during this time so maybe when people might want to think about uh find out about where i mean we got high schools all over the county and pretty much the ag programs are a lot of them so really want to look at uh, visiting the summit, contacting the uh, school and see if they're having a plant sale. And if you are having a plant sale, tell us here at the radio station, I just station about to say too. that, too. Let WGNS <laughs> know. They'll get the word out to you, <laughs> for you. So, a lot yeah, of people but, wanting to buy those uh, plants. You know, you know, also we like to support the kids, too. So that's that's what I want to make sure I mention that. And we were, So look for those plant sales for those high schools. Oh, absolutely. Now, before we go today, uh, I sort of bring us up to date on the grass plots that are there at the Lane Agri Park. Are they still there? Are they doing well? Is it still as good of a, a place for people who are looking at types of grass? You can go see it, walk on it, touch it, sleep yeah, on it, uh, whatever. Mitchell took out some uh, older varieties and uh-huh. added some new varieties. Uh, actually, he planted some, uh, I believe, a week or so ago. A couple, of, uh, so we got some new varieties we're putting out. Some, some ones you can actually find in the market. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, yeah, they can come out and look at those different varieties. We'll be glad to talk about that whole thing. We may have like different, 20 some different varieties of uh, tall fescue, a uh, few warm season varieties and things of that, and, and, and talk about managing those different uh, turf grasses so they can come out and look at those. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a uh, fall um, lawn uh, uh, maintenance workshop um, maybe two weeks ago. And you should have been there. Should have been there. Yeah. Uh, one one question here. This is a personal question I'm asking. I'm looking for a, a grass, and maybe you can tell me. About <laughs> three inches tall. Uh, it stops growing at three inches, period. Uh, and then it stays green all year long. 
Uh, what would that be? Bar, we still working on that cultivar. Oh, okay. We're going to we 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 work on it. You don't continue. have that one? Oh, okay. No, we're going to get it and patent it, and um, we both going to retire. <laughs> Three inches <laughs> Three green inches all year long. That's gonna be, that's you don't be. have to cut it. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> it just looks beautiful. Sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds great. Don't forget <laughs> Farmer's Market tomorrow, 7 in the morning until noon at the Lane Agri-Park. If you've never been there, you need to head over. And as Anthony said on Fridays, uh, if they're going to bring plants, that's probably the day that you'll have the biggest selection. And the Lane Agri-Park is uh, right there on the John R. Rice Boulevard. What's the phone number again if people have questions? 615-898-7710. Anthony Tuggle with us this morning. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Enjoy. Y'all everyone have a great day. Talk to you later. Don't forget, fall arrives Saturday.